With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, footballers fans? With all the new content coming out, there's going to be a lot more people playing Weekend League and Rivals. It's going to get tough out there. Do yourself a favor and visit our friends at FIFAUteam.com. They've got two new listings out for Foot Champions Rewards and also Rivals Rewards. The more you know before you go in, the easier it is to manage your time wisely. So do yourself a favor, click the link in the show notes, or visit FIFAUteam.com. Welcome back to Footballers. This is the Positivity Podcast, episode number 23. Today is Monday, February 6th, just after content. Matt, Paul, how are you guys doing this week? You stole my opening from last week. I did. I'm trying to lay it on extra thick. How am I doing? You're doing pretty good, and I'm doing all right. See, I've just had a 30-minute nap before the pod. I'm fresh. My hair looks amazing. Even better than Wise's. No. I'm good to go. My hair's amazing. Or no hair. All of it. Um, and I'm good. Raring to go. Raring. I've uh, just come out of my team of the year hangover. And we're uh, ready for it. Pretty sure you have more hair on your face than your head, but it's neither here nor there. Yeah, I've got more hair on my bollocks than I've got on my head. Oof. <laughs> Future Star. Let's talk about Future Star. Let's talk about FIFA. What do we think about... Future Stars Team 1, Matt. I think it's it's not gotten a great reaction, has it, if we're entirely honest. And I'm a big fan of Future Stars as a promo in general. I think they've, they've hit it out of the park the last few years. It's thrown some interesting players into the mix. There isn't anything on there that screams out, come and buy me, to me personally. Um I used Julian Alvarez on loan in Weekend League, which I know is a little bit of a dirty rat thing to do, but I just happened to be bobbing into the moments section. You could just get one for free. So I thought, okay, I'll try it. And if I need some extra firepower in Weekend League, so be it. And that's a really good card. Uh, would I spend one and a half million on it though? In reality, probably not. Um, and everything else in there doesn't really stand out to me at all. And I'm sure you, as you guys are going to 
delve a little bit deeper into this team. Uh, there are certain characteristics of this team that leave it with a lot to be desired uh, in certain areas, certain skill sets or uh, mentality traits, for lack of a better word, that are missing from these cars, which are kind of vital to perform at the, the very, very top level. But uh, I'll let you guys dig into that. But for me, thumbs down on uh, Team 1, but looking forward to Week 2. I think they've got the opportunity to uh, turn this one around. Yeah, that's the good news, is they still have another week to turn it around. That's what I was going to say. Paul, where are you at with Team 1? Um, I'm a little bit disappointed, I think, with some of the big boy cards, I think they could have just give them that little something extra to make them um, sort of end game. I think from future stars, you do want a handful of cards that are, that are end game. That's what I think of when I think of future stars. I think lots of sort of good value, cheaper cards that, you know, everyone can use, uh, that everyone can afford. Then you're going to have some big boys that are going to, sort of stand the test of time. And I don't know if I'd necessarily see that with some of these. Alvarez, maybe, is the only one that I think, yeah, I really want to give that card a go of his five-star weak foot. Um, Udrick, I've, I've heard bad things about him. One or two people do like him. But there is lots of cheaper cards that people are going to use that look reasonable. You know, they don't look amazing, but you've got some decent fullbacks. You've got Kalulu, um, the French centre-back. He looks he looks good and good value at 100k as well. But yeah, they just haven't quite nailed it. But like we say, we've got we've got a week left yet, so we'll see see what's to come. Yeah, I, I really I agree with both of you, but to, to get more specific as to what Matt was alluding to, <clears throat> the biggest thing I see that's different this week or with this year with, with future stars so far is the level of composure on most of these cards is so low relative to one, the curve at the moment and two last year and previous years, future stars, they were just better cards. They had better composure and some people don't put a lot of stock in composure, but anybody who knows, knows that composure is very, very, very important because when you get into a pressure situation, and you have to do something in you know close coverage or somebody's pressing you, if you have low composure, all of your other stats get brought down. Most of your other stats, like particularly passing, dribbling, shooting. So that affects the card. A card with higher composure isn't as impacted by it. So to me, you know, a Mudrick card with 83 composure and 84 reactions, he's not going to be that good of a card. I don't care what his other stats say. You know, if you look at most gold cards right now, most gold cards have better composure and reactions than this team, which is telling to me. I mean, it's it's just not going to be a very desirable team, in my opinion. And I think that's what people are, are feeling with this team. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, f- I think that that is pretty much what I was alluding to. And we got a really good example um, from our boy George, who threw up a, a comparison between the future stars, Cherky, who did look like a good card on face value. Um, I think it's got four star, five star, no, high eighties, five star, five star, even. So that's good, and high eighties stats across all the important areas, uh, but again, lacked uh, composure where it really matters. And if you compare him to the World Cup version of Griezmann that came out um, for a very similar price, you're getting about 
150 to 200 in-game stats more on Griezmann, much higher composure, arguably better links if, uh, you know, La Liga French is, is your thing over La Liga Liga 1. Uh, and again, retain the five-star, five-star factor. So I think it's important if you identify something in this team that piques your interest, that you do a comparison on the, the areas of that card which you think are most important to you against what's already in the database to see if there's something that's potentially better value for money already in the game. Because I think in many of these cases, there probably are, which is why a lot of people are very disappointed with this team. Yeah, but what do we think about the SPC cards and the objective cards, Paul? Where are you at with those? I've the objectives. I looked for like five minutes, saw the card that you can get um, for completing it all for all the rivals and squad battle games you need, and I just thought that is not worth my time. I can probably go buy a card on the market for forty k that that'll be as good. Do you know what I mean? It just did not do it for me. And we just got Gordon today and you've got to do that in champs. And the card that you get at the end is just not, it's not even average really. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not. He could have been out at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that's going to be competitive. Um, I did like the, um, the Brazilian right winger that we got the other day, Vanderson, um, we, it were a player pick. You got the, the right wing or the right back. Uh, the right back looked shit. Um, I'm going to interject on you on that one, but I'll let you finish where you're going with that. And, and the right wing, the right wing looks all right. I think I'd rather buy the, um, Singo and play him at right back over, uh, Vanderson. And he's, you know, he's 17k from this uh, Future Stars first team. Yeah. But yeah, nothing's nothing's got me excited, which usually Future Stars I'm quite I'm quite excited about. Yeah, it's usually a banger, this promo. It usually gets everybody hyped. Yeah, so what I was alluding to there on the Vanderson SPC, I've been looking for a new right back in with the fact that I couldn't buy Akimi. You know, his price has just gotten out of my grasp, unfortunately, for team of the year. And Kyle Walker just isn't cutting it, despite him being one of the you know the best games at the start of the game and incredible value for money over the first sort of three months, but he's just not cutting it anymore. So the Vanderson card pops up. And what I noticed about it very quickly that I liked is it's one of the few new fullbacks that are coming into the game that has plus 90 acceleration and sprint speed and also retains a lengthy accelerate as well, which most of these new cars aren't doing. Um, and the only chemistry style that allows you to go lengthy is Architect, which also then brings his strength up to 98. So the guy has unbelievable pace, decent defending attributes, but the the aggression, the strength, decent passing, crossing, all in all, I think it's a, a really good card despite what what Paul's opinion of it was but if he prefers the right wing version that's absolutely fine but for the way that I'm building my team and a lot of people have been experimenting with my tactic system I think that one would play the right back role in that team very well I used it in weekend league this week to to really good effect and he was definitely strong enough and definitely fast enough to contend with a lot of the really good meta cards that you'll play at, at sort of left wing 
in the current stage of the game. So I don't think this one's going to last some months and months, but for right now, I think it's absolutely fine. And you know, for 70 odd K, if you've got some spare fodder knocking around, I thought it was pretty good value. I'm not saying that, you know, he's shit. He, he will do a job. I just think they just could have been, they just could have been better. And I know I'm sounding yeah, They're not very negative. inspiring. I'll give you that. No, they're not. And I, you know, and you know, maybe somebody does need a league and right back that's Brazilian and this fits perfectly for those people. And you know, that's great. I just think I'd rather pay a little bit more and have and have a better card. We're at that stage of the game now. We just had team of the year. You look at people's teams and they are absolutely insane. And this is sort of low budget, isn't it? This low like but not bottom of the ladder, but it's definitely middle of the road. Yeah, Matt, how upset are you going to be if your boy doesn't make team two? Kavach <laughs> Skelia. Um, very, because I don't see how they're going to shoehorn him in any other way at the moment. They're finding any excuse to not give him the team of the week, despite being fantastic most weekends. But Aussie men seems to be doing just ever so slightly better, so he gets the informs. Um it's crying out for him. I think this is a card that a lot of people want, not just myself. I think it would be absolute fire if they do him justice in terms of how well he's performed against his sort of strongest attributes, which are you know, speed, power, dribbling, that kind of thing. Um, or they could just flat out wait till team of the season and absolutely I'll be emotionally distraught if that happens. And I honestly thought I'd be using several different versions of this card by this stage of of the game and it just hasn't happened so hmm. that's the one I'm I'm really looking out for um, but uh, EA they they act in mysterious ways mysterious ways that's putting it nicely so one of the cards that came back this week that brought memories back for me especially back to FIFA 15 I really used his inform card to great extent was Theo Walcott the flashback I can imagine a lot of people are going to do this card considering he's only 100 and right now 167k um, I haven't done him yet. I'm going to do him, but again, he's not a, he's not a fantastic looking card, but what he does have is what everybody likes. 99 acceleration, 99 pace, decent shooting, decent passing, decent dribbling. You can throw a Kim style card on him and he's going to be a really good player, especially off the bench. And I imagine most people use him as a super sub. Paul, did you get on with uh, Theo Walcott in the past? And are you going to do this current one? Yes. And Yes. You know, it's not a card that's going into my first team, but I just think he's just a fun card. He brings back good memories. I don't know if it was last year or the year before he had a flashback that were quite expensive and that was an absolute nightmare to play against. Um, but yeah, I like I like the look of it. It's Like I said, it's got 99 pace. Um, everybody wants a little bit of that. And he's not too expensive. Um Little fun fact for you here. George has just thrown this one out there. It's his highest rated Theo Walcott we've ever had. How about that? Um, but yeah, I'm going to definitely do it. It's always good to have um, these type of cards and it'll be great off the bench, won't it, with the, the pace. You'll just be able to um, get him behind. He has got a three-star weak foot, but he's got an outsider foot trait and I was watching one of these reviews the other day and he was taking loads of outside of foot shots without you having to ask him to do that um, and banging loads in. Rather than taking it on his left foot, he were hitting it on the outside of his 
of his right. So um, yeah, he's one that I, I'm I'm quite excited to use actually. Yeah, Matt. This looks like uh, well, let's be honest. It doesn't look like your type of player, but are you going to use him for super sub purposes? No. Um, reason why is that I think we're we're getting a little bit beyond just looking for ninety nine stroke ninety nine in in the pacey parts department for for a card. You need a bit more than that at this stage. If you have a bunch of fodder lying around and need something to spend it on, sure, go for it. But if you're making a decision to invest coins into doing this card, I think you'd be much better taking a very similar amount of coins and buying Winter Wells card, uh, Adama Traore, who's got all the, the pacey attributes that this Bullcock card has with a lot more strength, which is super valuable at this stage of the game. Yeah, the type of defenders and midfielders that you'll come up against with that Walcott, he'll just wilt under any pressure whatsoever. Whereas with Traore, you can just muscle through people with power and pace. I think that would be a better use of 200-odd K than going for Walcott personally. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually, considering you know a lot of people's clubs are probably still in the mud from Team of the Year and all those upgrade grinds. But there are still some gamble SPCs if, if you gamble in types like that. I saw there's an 85-plus out there right now and a few other ones. But we do have swaps to go over, Paul. And I want to get your opinion on this first, but uh, it looks like the top prize for 27 tokens is the prime icon player pick times three. Then you get 25 tokens. You can get a two times 85 plus times 10. 20 tokens gets you a mid George best. And it goes on from there. If you want to look that up, we'll, uh, we'll post a link in the discord. You can catch up with that. But Paul, where are you at with the swaps program for future stars? Is it enticing to you? Yeah, I've already got 11 tokens, I think. Um, Jeez. And- I am going to do the 84. You bought the from the store, didn't you? No, no. 84 times 20. Um, and when I pack nothing from that, I'll probably put that fodder into Theo. Um, but I think the best value one is the three tokens, Future Stars Team 1 player pack. You know, for three tokens, you can go do the three SBCs now and get three tokens. I think you got one for nothing as well. Um yeah, it's great value. I wish the icons were better. Coutinho, Coutinho, yeah, nobody cares about that at this stage unless, you know, you're building a past and present, whatever, Liverpool or whatever. But yeah, you've got to be a fan. Um, the For 15 tokens, 87 plus Winter Wildcard, Centurions or Future Stars. It's a lot of tokens to gamble, I think. But uh, nobody is doing George. Even Callum wouldn't do George Best for 20 tokens. Um, Yeah, Uh, the prime icon player pick might be worth a gamble, but it's a lot of tokens for you to get a louder up. Mm. Matt, what do you think about the swaps? there's, There's a good range of rewards there for people, depending on how much effort you're willing to put into getting them you know, depending on your time there's something out there for most people's budget in terms of time allocation I personally my club's in a bit of a, a mess after team of the year so I'll be taking some packs I need to you know, really kick my club out again with some fodder cards that I don't really want to be spending money on at the moment so yeah I think I'll, I'll, I'll put in a, a semi-decent amount of effort and get some of those but nothing crazy 
Yeah. Well, in the spirit of gambling, I uh, just went ahead and submitted three for the Future Stars player pack. You want Anybody want to take a guess at who I get? We'll do it live. Gay. Spence. We'll see. Here we go. Van Deven, center back. 16K. Listy's fast. Netherlands. Yeah. I guess it could have been worse. It could have been. Could have been a lot better, but, you know, it is what it is. Another card you won't use, though. Correct. You don't mind for three tokens, though, do you? I mean, do you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to grind the rest of them anyway. So, yeah. might as well give it a stab. It is what it is. Well, we talked briefly just a bit about the market, but Paul, where is the market currently? I mean, I know a lot of meta cards are still just going up, just rising, rising, rising. I saw World Cup Yaya Torre, uh, Winter Wild Cards, Ferland Mindy. They're just skyrocketed higher than they've ever been. And it doesn't seem like there's an end in sight because they're still the meta and nobody able was able to get team of the years and hell, they can't afford them. So they're going back to the old school meta that they had before. When does it stop? Um, I don't know. I think we need um, something to put a bit of uncertainty in the market. We need, the problem is everybody's so fucking rich. It seems like people just have lots of coins. Um, and there's not a, there's not enough of these big cards to go around, so they're just rising. And yeah, we're going to need lots and lots of gambler species, a bit of uncertainty, um, and an absolutely crazy foot birthday to um, get people to start selling some of these cards um, and replacing them with ones that have got five star skills and five star weak foot. I think. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see it dropping. Like we've we've not had much content tonight again, and a lot of cards have have risen. There would have been um, always the same, and it's a little loads of opportunities to make coins. Though, cause it's always a little bit of nervousness um, before six, and then after six, cards are flying up. Especially these uh, future stars. There's some great opportunities to make coins on some of the more expensive ones of those. But yeah, I can't see this market going anywhere for a week or two. Maybe three. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you see, um, you know, a lot of questions in the Discord too this week. Guys asking, you know, what do I do with my fodder? There's nothing to put it into. So it's like you either do Mbappe or an icon or or what else? I mean, where would you put your, your extra fodder or your coins matter? would you just hold it for now? Personally, I, I would hold, I think you're on a road to nothing but disappointment if you start investing fodder into something you don't actually want. And then you've just fallen into EA's trap where they basically just want you to um, be club broke by the time they release something meaningful, which is what this is all about. It's trying to get you to use as much of your club resources as possible until they drop something that everyone's going to really want. Um so try your best not to fall for it. In some instances, you start end up getting duped. You've got to start putting stuff into something or be prepared to just lose those cards, unfortunately, which is always a shame. But there's there's nothing there that, that tickles my fancy. So I'm holding out for something bigger and better, either in week two of Future Stars or when Foot Birthday comes out. But, you know, 
I'm very anti-method, you know, so doing Mbappe, as, much, as nice it would be to have him, I'm not prepared to put that much fodder into it to get an untradeable card that I'm not, you know, overly keen on having. So uh, fingers crossed they come up with something weird and wonderful in the next team or the next promo, but I'm steering clear of that stuff for now. We all know what you're waiting for. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about gameplay real quick. So, you know, I, I made a suggestion to somebody in the Discord a couple of weeks ago about changing your settings from uh, regional matchmaking or local matchmaking to turning that switch off just to see if it improved their gameplay. Because I know historically it's it's done wonders for people in the past. It seems like a lot of people who were having rough gameplay turned that setting off and it totally turned around their gameplay. And they, they say it's consistent. You know, Westy was one of them saying that his gameplay turned around big time. Paul, you tried it, right? Yeah, and I didn't play many games. I think I played like four uh, friendly games and it, it made it worse. Um, I turned it but back you normally off. have good gameplay, right? I normally have very good gameplay. Um, you know, I'll always get a few that are shit, but it's mostly good. Um, and I think it had the opposite effect with my gameplay. I haven't played enough with it to um, to really give a decent opinion either way, but for the sort of few games, uh, um, friendlies I did play, it was really bad yeah so i don't know if that's a thing or not but we all know that the matchmaking is a little bit screwy so if you are still struggling with heavy gameplay try switching it off play a few games see if it gets better i mean we we all know in the past everything they're telling us you know visually isn't quite what it is in reality they have visual glitches all the time we know there's problems in their code throughout the whole game just give it a try see if it works if it's still shit switch it back but it's worth a shot because it helped a lot of people this week uh paul you son of a bitch he just did his 84 times 20. Uh, uh, Your pack luck, dude, is something else. Tell, tell not, the people what you got. It's not insane, is it? It's Kalula. It's very good, though. It's one of the better Future Stars cards. Yeah. Um, the problem I've got is I've got about 10 really good centre-backs, maybe five, um, but he's always good to have. I've got... Um, 89 Theo as well and uh packed the honourable mentions Mike so we're on his way to building a decent Serie A squad or French squad when that time comes you just packed Theo Hernandez no no I just packed that Kalulu Future Stars oh um, oh nice okay that's good Mavi as well Mavi um Marquinhos Haaland from my um, 84 times 20. I'll take that. Yeah. You know, if you put Guardian on Kalulu and you put him at CDM, well, I guess it wouldn't work because you can't change him to CDM. But if you just plugged him in at CDM during, you know, in game, he'd probably be a monster at CDM. He's got decent yeah. stats, at least for a, a deep line, you know, drop back between center backs type, if you like to do that. Yeah. Can I just say, talking about Mavidididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididid
the amount of supply we get on the team of the weeks. But they are they do look really good cards. Um really good value cards, almost five star skills as well, I think. Danny Olmo is actually ticks so many walkers other than the fact he's not fast. But if you play a ticky tacker style, that yeah. could do some serious damage. But that's like a super specialist card though. Most people aren't gonna know what to do with that, unfortunately. I do. Remember that team of the season, Danny Almo from last year? Mm-hmm. He fucked my world up several times. <laughs> We're talking about team of the week. That DePaul card looks pretty good too for 26K. I mean, he's a, they made him a right mid, which is not ideal. But if you play a 3-5-2, that's a great card for cheap, you know, and good links. So give that one a look if you need one. Sticking with the gameplay, we touched on this briefly and we started getting into the conversation, but we decided to wait for the pod. So crossplay. And PC cheats. You're starting to see it more and more. You know, Paul, you said you had some experiences with it. I've had several experiences with it, especially the the AI glitch where they let their the computer play for them. I guess I think supposedly it's on like ultimate difficulty or something. And um, it's really weird. Like a few times that I've faced it, they actually like leave the game and you're just playing against the computer. And when the game ends, it just freezes. At one time I got the win. The other time I got the loss, even though I had won which is really weird. So I don't know if there's a no-loss glitch associated with that, but I don't understand it. I don't understand why they do it. Is it just because they don't feel like they can beat you, so they just start this cheat to get them out of the game and they don't get a loss? I think there's a couple of different things here. I've There was one earlier on in the year, and maybe last year, where uh, earlier on this year, where the AI, the guy got kicked out and the AI took over then at half time it froze. Um and it was like whoever left first lost. Do you know what I mean? They were just froze. But um the one that I've had and I've seen other people posting on it, um, the player for five minutes obviously realised that you're not really, really shit and you're gonna make a game of it. Then all of a sudden you start playing against this AI team that is like nothing you've ever seen like they seem even better than the top teams that you'd play in squad battles on legendary they're just doing mad skills overhead kicks long shots flying in and it's like what the it's just insane Um, playing the meta cards on ultimate yes yeah so these people have absolutely crazy teams on ultimate you've just absolutely well i say we i have absolutely no chance to winning against those sort of those sort of cheats. Um there's another one as well that just kicks off and as soon as it kicks off you get kicked and they get the win. Um but um this one as well was on console. I've had my crossplay turned off this uh, off this weekend. So that cheat that I had this weekend was actually a console cheat. Mets, have you experienced any of this kind of stuff yet? I can say hand on heart, I haven't, but I've I've seen and heard enough of other people um, getting exposed to it. Um, I don't know if you guys tuned into Pug's streams over the weekend, but he was having mm-hmm. a very up and down time of it, bumping into a couple of, of hackers along the way that really, you know, it messes with your mindset if you're you're trying to play really good, consistent FIFA and and you you know you're trying to rank up. And, and foot champs and then you run into one of these guys it's it's just going to absolutely blow any steam out of you that you've got unfortunately and um, he does like the odd bit of rage as our pug so 
it, it certainly didn't help his cause. But I think this was something that was inevitable the second that they started putting the Xbox and PlayStation player pools in with PC players. This was guaranteed to happen, unfortunately. And I can see why they wanted to do it. But ultimately, what everyone feared would happen at the beginning has happened. And in order to protect the player experience for console players, who are probably generating the majority of the revenue for this game and by some considerable distance, they need to exclude PC from the, the, the player pool as soon as possible. Yes, I know you have the option to go and do it yourself, but they've got no business, including uh, a platform that's rampant with cheating with anything to do with PlayStation and Xbox. And if I was any of the higher-ups in PlayStation Xbox, given how much revenue this generates for them as well as for EA, I wouldn't want my players anywhere near PC players because it's just going to turn people off the game discourage them from spending money and you know, that leaves a sour taste in the mouth when it comes to next year's iteration of the game and so on and so on so definitely turn off crossplay if uh, you want protecting from this kind of thing I've played all weekend league without crossplay on and gameplay actually felt good for the first time in a long time I don't know if it was strictly to do with that but it all sort of went my way in that respect and I had a really good time with it but um, it, it's it's a sad indicament that what should be the ultimate platform to play these games on, you know, if you've got a good PC with a fast internet connection, you should have the best experience. You're getting to play online multiplayer largely for free, but you have to contend with this nonsense and then it infects the experience of the console players as well. It's, it's all a bit of a nightmare, but as people who pay for their online subscriptions to play multiplayer, PlayStation, Xbox players should never be exposed to this bullshit, basically. Get them out of there as soon as possible. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I saw Boris Legend. I'm sure everybody knows who that is. He's one of my favorite streamers and content creators to watch as far as how great he is at the game and how good he's been at it for so long. But he came up against the sweat and he was doing this cheat where he had a bronze team. They all had five-star skills, five-star weak foot, auto green time shots, 99 pace, 99. Everything was just boosted to 99, but you didn't see it on the card. They still look like dog shit on the face of the card. But they were doing five-star skills when they had three-star skills, just making him look absolutely silly. I mean, he ended up beating the guy because he's that good, but the guy was just green time and shots from ridiculous you know, parts of the field, and they were getting on target, just laser beams. And it's fucking disgusting. And I, I agree with you, man. I really hope they, they sort these guys out. But I don't know how they can detect it because clearly they can't because they have this whole anti-cheat thing and you're, you're, you have to use it, supposedly, but people are still getting around it. The, the thing is, with that cheat specifically that you're on about there, Hunter, where um, any card can get five-star skills and auto-time finishing, um, you can get that is actually a console cheat as well. And I think a lot of the time you probably won't even notice it. If people are using a a decent team, um, you might not notice that all their players have got five star weak foot or he's got auto timed finishing on. Um but yeah, something definitely needs to be done to try and um to try and fix this because, you know, People spend a lot of money on getting really good teams. Um, and 
if people are just able to go spend 50, 100 quid, I don't know how much these things cost to get. Um, they'd just go do that instead of spending thousands of pounds on, on FIFA points. And we don't want to go down that slippery slope. We really don't. Just curious, asking for a friend, how do you get that, that cheat on console? Um, it's a plug-in, I think. I'm not quite quite sure but um if you dm me and send me 59.99 <laughs> i can let you know a little bit more about it someone down at doncaster market will get one for you oh yeah. shit no i think we talked about it before and i'm never going to reveal the truth unless you pay me of course then i'll reveal it <laughs> you guys have any player reviews you want to go over anybody you've used you want to talk about I've got a couple I can I can skim over. I already touched on on Vanderson, but I think I've I've said enough about that one. Um just as we were concluding team of the year, I did one of the last um was it eighty-eight plus mid icon or World Cup SBCs, whatever they were, and fancied a bit of a gamble with excess stock I had in the club. And I'd done a couple before and wasn't very happy with what I got. But this one Third time lucky got um, 94 rated, which I think is the prime version of Lev Yashin, which initially I was like, oh, that's cool, but I don't need that. I've already got a couple of really good goalkeepers that I like. But playing rivals and foot champs of him this week, the amount of lost causes that card has dug me out of. You know when like you're getting sort of dominated in the box and they're playing little ticky-tackers across the area and it looks like they've got easy tap-ins and the amount of those he saves where he's got no business saving them is absolutely un- unbelievable. And I never would have thought that you can sort of pay to win yourself out of a goalkeeper. Um, I thought, oh, 600k, it's a lot to, to put into a keeper. A okay, I, I got him for free, but if you were buying him... Uh, I was like, oh, I'd never spend that amount of money on a goalkeeper. But now that I've experienced it, and this is against team of the year sort of level players as well, I'm talking about, it's worth it. It's so worth it because it can be the difference between you know taking an L or getting a W by saving you those one or two goals a game where it should be easy goals for the opposition and they just don't get them. It must be so frustrating for someone who's got like Benzema and Mbappe up front and like, Levy Ashen's just like diving all over the place, saving stuff he's got no business doing. So that was really cool. Um, so he's going to probably be my goalkeeper for the end of the game now. I can't imagine me getting anything better than that. And I'm certainly not going to spend on top of having a 600k goalkeeper. Um, the other one got well, a little bit of an upgrade to my team before I went into weekend league. So I was feeling my midfield was getting a little bit dominated by playing rivals. And in my four-two-three-one system, my two CDMs are very important. And I like to have one that's, you know, a big, stocky, powerful midfielder. So I use the Team of the World Cup um, Casemiro for that, which has been fantastic. I've had him for the best part of a month. Really enjoy using that card. And then the other one, I like a sort of hyper-aggressive, quicker, sort of ankle-biter of a midfielder. Someone who really chases people down and wins the ball back for you rather than being the sort of interception machine like a Casemiro is. So I thought, to pair up with Casemiro, I tried uh, Centurion's Fred. And you know, he is the exact opposite of, of Casemiro. Much smaller, faster, but very aggressive, good passing, good dribbling. Really enjoyed using that card. Excellent for breaking uh, up uh, player attacks and then countering because he can carry the ball forward really quickly. Not very good in terms of creating... 
goal scoring opportunities or certainly scoring any, but you know, he's replaced um Gary Medell's flashback card for me, which I was using up until this point. And he's basically the exact same as that card, but much, much better, like plus 10 to 15 on most of the stats that are important. And for 200k, I think that was a really good value purchase. So pairs up with a sort of Brazilian or Man United player quite well on my team. So I'm really happy with that one. And uh, yeah, made a big difference to me in weekend league. So between him and Yashin, those were really good upgrades to me. So muchly enjoyed using them and delivered on the results. So yeah, very happy. It's good that you can find upgrades without having to completely break your whole club because that's how I feel at this point. But that's kind of one of the downfalls of, of you know, having a meta team is that upgrades, they don't come cheap. Yeah, and that's well, kind of a drag. It's funny you say that because before I had Fred, I was playing um, all week with the World Cup icon. Uh, sorry, it's, um, what was the, the really high level team of the year icons, I beg your pardon, that's what I was looking for. Team of the year icon version of Javier Zanetti playing him at CM. And that card is absolutely fantastic. But was he like 1.2 millions worth of impact on my team? Probably not. Uh, so I wanted a similar amount of impact for considerably less price. And that's how I sort of came up with Fred. And the, the player profiles between those two are quite different, but the amount of impact they had on my team was, was quite similar. So um, would absolutely recommend Zanetti if you have the money. Very good card, but Fred was doing a really solid job for me. So that saved me a best part of the mill. So that's always nice. Mm. Paul, how about you? Um, I've had a couple of changes to my team over the last week or two. Um, I I did the Ramos SBC and he lasted about six or eight games. I felt like he's really good and moves really well. But the amount of time the ball just went through him, um, not just the ball, the player as well, like you were <laughs> made out of dust. Um just glitched through him. Um, so, yeah, I had World Cup Blanc in my club and I'd not used him for ages because I'd been using Maldini and I brought Blanc back and, man, what a card that is. And I don't even think he's that expensive. I think he's maybe 300k, maybe. He might be a little bit more than that now in this market. But yeah, maybe 350. And he's such good value. His pace doesn't look amazing but it feels so much faster in game. Um, the other card that I've been using is Mane, and he's just he's just got it all for me. Finishes so well, so fast, wins the ball back so often high up the pitch, and he ain't got any stats that you think, you know, he's not got no interceptions or no, <laughs> no defensive awareness, um, but he just wins the ball back and ends up coming out with it. Um, yeah, and I don't know if that card's still available. It probably is. But yeah, he's he's up there with the best, is, um, is Mane. I also use Jude, Bellingham's team of the year this weekend. Monster. And what can you say about that? As you'd expect, he was just phenomenal. Um, moves like his five foot six um wins every ball back his shooting's great um in good gameplay he felt amazing um like just the dribbling you can just 
left stick dribble with him really well. Um, yeah, but he's fucking 2.4 million coins or something. I, thought, I genuinely thought at Team of the Year, I thought it was going to be about 1.3, 1.4 mil maybe when we were coming out of the Team of the Year. But yeah, I really got that one wrong. But I think everyone did. Everyone thought they were going to be cheaper than they were. Yeah, at this rate, he's not going to see 1.4 probably until after Team of the Season. Maybe not even yeah. then. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah. We have some questions to go over. And first one I'm going to go through is from Corey Borealis. He wants to know, does anyone play in the Silver Lounge and have any success or advice? He's not the greatest, but generally he has a 50-50 split win-loss in most modes. Says he loses four out of five games to one in any Silver friendly. Says he's tried buying supposedly the best players and rocking full Kim. He still seems to be struggling. Any advice? I really don't play Silver Lounge anymore. I've kind of swore it off after uh, FIFA 20, but or FIFA 21. But do you guys play Silver Lounge at all, Matt? Not anymore. I, I used to mm. be a big component of Silvers in general because I, I like the gameplay. When you're playing with these good but not OP cards all the time, it, it, it coaxes different play styles out of you. It makes you think differently about the game. And there'll be certain physical type of players that perhaps aren't good enough to compete on a gold level, but in silvers they can do a job for you. So that's kind of cool. But it just doesn't interest me anymore because EA just don't put enough into it. There's not enough reward for playing it. And okay, you can get silver informs and stuff, but so what? Ultimately, what are we we using them for? So unless you want a silver team to go after some packs that they throw out every week, it's not for me. I I prefer to use my time on other things. But um, uh, George is saying in our chat room as we're talking, don't sprint is the key to silver lounge. I would perhaps disagree with that. I mean, that's certainly one way of doing it is you can put together a a very good pass and move style um, because most people still want to play at 100 miles an hour, which is, you know, your your typical gold meta way of playing, but they can't replicate that in silvers because they just don't have the pace. But conversely to that, if you can find the players in the silver category that have the most pace and just make a very expensive, very meta pace team, you can probably start to play a little bit dumber but run people over. The problem that you will have, though, is most silver players have very bad stamina. So if you do that, you're mm-hmm. going to tire out very, very quickly. So it, it all dependent on your play style, but you can't generally play silvers the same way that you play goals. You have to kind of train yourself out of that and, and find different ways to win. And the formations and tactics and stuff that serve you well in, in gold probably won't do in silver. You have to find something new. Um, but uh, there's probably people on our Discord who can help with that if uh, our questionnaire needs a, a little bit more assistance with it. Well, you, you definitely said something, you know, it coaxes different play styles out of you. And that's that's 100% true. And that's when I used to play Silver Lounge, I always used a full Korean team just for the chemistry sake. And there's quite a few quick players on that squad. And I like to focus on just different traits in different areas. So for my wingers, I like to have really good pace and dribbling with decent passing. But your strikers, I don't really focus on pace too much because I usually play like a false nine and let him kind of just roam around the box. But I want my striker to have good, you know, good shooting, good finishing. And if I can boost that with a Kim style, I will. But it, you definitely have to play a little bit slower. If you're sprinting in the midfield, you're doing it wrong. You're going to take huge touches on the dribble, and you're going to lose the ball a lot in the midfield. And that's usually when you concede is when you turn it over in the midfield, especially in FIFA. Paul, what do you what do you recommend? Do you have anything? 
Yeah, all I do when I'm playing in silvers, which I rarely do, is I try not to sprint and I take it steady and just play easy passes. Don't get carried away and try and force it too much. Just play those easy passes because you're playing with cards that have got terrible passing mostly. So just, yeah, take it easy, build up slowly um, and look for those gaps. Or if you have got somebody who's super fast and you're playing against shitty defenders, try getting behind. But um, that sort of breeds, in me anyway, it breeds that trying to force it and sprint with people and just end up taking silly long touches. And yeah, so I generally don't play it because I'm shit at it. Well, he has a follow-on question. It's nothing to do with the Silver Lounge, but he does say he wants to know, is it just me or do all the icons feel super underwhelming in game except for the super OP ones? Even when I'm in draft, I just can't get them to play as consistently as mid-tier golds. Mets, do you have a thought on this one? You know, my opinion on, on icons, I think most of them are trash. I don't generally enjoy going for them. I don't yes. go out of my way to acquire them. I certainly don't like doing them in SBCs, although I, I contradict myself because I just talked about Leviashin, of course, but that's because I was getting a little bit desperate in terms of how backwards my team was going. I think the problem we get when we get to a certain stage of the game, so many people have icons through SBCs or just acquiring them on the market that it's always tempting to to follow down that route, particularly because I find that most of the icons are quite chunky in respect of they are able to abnormally intercept quite a lot. It's hard to sort of pass around teams that have multiple icons in them. Um, so there's always that temptation to try and replicate that in your own team. And I think that's what they're mostly useful for is they do seem to have this aura about them where they can win the ball back or certainly harder to dispossess than regular players are for the most part. Like if you play against a, a midfield that has as a okay, Zidane or Vieira are like super obvious ones, but even if they have a Petit or Seydorf, they're just so grabby and the ball's just attracted to them so much. So I I kind of get why people go down that route. It doesn't do anything for me personally um, I think if you, you get a, a semi-decent icon very early on you really feel the difference but as the game progresses it's it's less and less and it's more about the convenience of ease of team building and that kind of thing but um, I find that you know the whole icon thing needs a bit of a shake up you know we've been using the same icon year in year out for a long time and it, I don't mind the icon category so much as that it rarely changes. We don't get enough um, fresh content and it's become quite stale after a number of years of using the same players and we all end up chasing a Zidane and Hullet because that's the super meta midfielders that you know, make teams more dominant than most. Whereas it would be nice to see some new icon content. You know, They went in the right direction with heroes. It's adding something new in there. Let's get some new and exciting um, icons in there as well freshen that up make it more relevant again yeah yeah I think they've absolutely nailed it with these team of the year icons they've made cards that you just would be devastated about packing um, you know Nesta Perlo the cards that you like you know, and now the some of the best cards in the game um, I have that left uh, the Ashley Cole team of the year and he's so so good um, so the, play against Ashley Cole. 
yeah, the, he doesn't do anything special, nothing fancy, but try get round him if you like. And his his passing's great, you know. He's and that's what they've done. They've made these cards that they they mid or their base versions. You're not happy about unless you pack them in the first week and the semi usable, um, but now they're moving forward with this and they'll have seen the hype around these cards um and you know going forward i'm hoping we'll get some insane foot birthday ones that they give five star skills and five star weak foots to and you know i'm actually excited about these icons now but yeah something does need to be done about probably 85 percent of the base ones are the are the normal icons agree okay Harry Ape wants to know, what if once you unlocked an SBC card or packed a special card, there were challenges to complete with that player to unlock new dynamic images, in-game appearances, etc.? I feel like that would bring in a variety of teams because people will want to grind all of those challenges. For like aesthetic reasons, I could give a shit less, but I know a lot of people love new dynamic images and, and changes to appearances of cards in the, in the game, but Mets, where are you at with this? Hunter, you just said that as someone who probably blew the best part of a hundred hours playing shipment on Modern Warfare to get gold guns, but you wouldn't That's, do it in FIFA for like a cool new image or something. Well, I can see the gun in game though. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see the card in game. <laughs> Fuck's it do for me? Well, if you're going to play with, if you're going to play with the card anyway, I mean, it's just a bonus, right? So if you've got a card that you were going to use, it, it's of no consequence. It's just nice to have something um, to reward you for putting time into the game with something you were probably going to use anyway. So I think that's it's a nice piece of content that we, we don't currently have that would spice things up a little bit. And If they would give me the option to put a mullet on my players, then I would do it. Like in-game here. Okay. So Hunter wants a Barry Venison stroke Chris Waddle mullet. Fucking tattoos, everything. Okay, so you, you're going full like create a player Type full NASCAR like full NASCAR okay. yeah. alright America I like that idea I think it's cool I would I would buy into that yeah if I could play the game to get um, a different dynamic image or some something to add to my player um, in game you know I think I want to keep it realistic so if it was an icon maybe um, give them a little bit of a different look from a different period in their um, playing life or just something to make them stand out. Yeah, I'd do it. I think anything that you add to the game that adds a little bit um, of variety, a bit of customization, why not? Pink pink pitch lines were a massive win. Um, (laughs) So anything down that route would have worked. Yeah, the first thing that popped into my mind when we were just running through this question is we don't have a lot of this kind of stuff where there's like very long-term goals for you know, basic content. The stuff that we get thrown at us or shoved into packs very early on in the game just becomes junk very quickly and effectively worthless. But in the early versions of, of Ultimate Team, and I might even just go back to the first one. I don't know if it even made it out of that version, but you used to get I'm pretty sure either coin rewards or pack rewards, I can't remember what it was, for completing um, all the cards in a certain club. So let's say you had Aston Villa 
pick up every card that they have in the game, you got a reward for it. Now we're, we're so quick to discard them or throw them into an SBC that that would actually be hard to do. But we could put something in for that just to reward people for hoarding cards, basically. I think that would be okay. Hmm. Yeah, but that would probably take away from monetization of the game. You know, they, they make money off of making garbage out of your team and forcing you to, you know, re-up. Well, no, because if people still want to do SBCs, right, but the game's also encouraging you to keep as many of those as possible. So effectively, you're going to have to do even more packs. So one, get the rewards of having all the cards and then throwing them into SBCs at some point as well. Mm. I'm sure they could think of a way around it. But. I'm sure they could. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Jeeves United 123 wants to know, is anyone else excited for the Super Mario movie or is he just a sad old cunt? Sad old cunt. My kids are excited for it. So I guess I'm kind of excited for it. I used to like Super Mario when I was a kid. No, I'm lying. I, I'd actually, I'm actually, I saw the trailer for it and I'm actually quite, um, quite excited for it, which, you know, only because I want to take my granddaughter to watch it, not because I'm into it at all. At sure. 42 right. years old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't looking forward to going and see the new Puss in Boots movie with my kids either. So, but I'm going you know, to they see really it. enjoyed it. I'm going to see so it with my stepdaughter this week because <laughs> yeah, I love um, that show, dude. I, and I actually asked her if I could go see it. It's such a great cartoon. It's one that, like, you know, everybody can watch. It's got adult humor hidden in it and kids love it. Yeah. Mets, are you you're not a you're not really a, a Super Mario guy. You don't strike me as a Ooh, you couldn't be more wrong. Really? My favorite game of all time is Super Mario 64. So Really? Yeah. For real. Why does that surprise me? It's just that I, I generally don't play those type of games much these days, mm. but in general, yeah, that's my favorite game ever. Um, I don't think it, it, it's sad at all for, if you're into that kind of thing, but I don't know if it's just because I've, I've kind of grown out of it or I've just stayed clear of the trailers and stuff, but it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. I don't want to yuck anyone else who's young, though. I know the, the Sonic movies were supposed to be quite good, so I don't see why this one can't be. But for me, there's only one Super Mario Brothers movie, and it stars Bob Hoskins and uh, Dennis Hopper. End of story. Mm. There it is. There you go, Jeeves. Do you like it? We love it. So that's all we got for this week. We'll be back with you guys next week. If you want to follow us on social media, follow the show, check the show notes. Paul, Matt, anything else before we go? All good here, sir. No, just enjoy it. Don't get mad. Too late. I hate it. All right. Catch you guys next week. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.